You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Meg and Beck. It's our mission to share how we pursue our passion for wellness while balancing our real-world corporate jobs. This is a place where green juice and wine are interchangeable and nothing is off-limits. Instead of finding yourself down an internet black hole, we'll be bringing the experts straight to you so that your burning questions can be answered. So sit back and relax on your office chair yoga mat and enjoy the episode. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good afternoon. Wherever you're at, it's morning Welcome. right now. Almost afternoon. Megan and I have had a great day so far. We really have. We never usually record on a Saturday, so this yeah. is super weird, but also amazing because usually I'm sprinting from work. I'm starving. Mm-hmm. I am like tired, and I think it's hard to switch from finance accounting mindset mm. into interview yeah mindset yeah we also played with puppies this morning so i mean that got us in a great mood not to plug my instagram but <laughs> at musings by megan there's a picture of me holding a puppy and i literally don't know that i've ever looked no you've never looked happy, happy. <laughs> not even on your wedding day i'm sorry to... <laughs> and his name was ron ron the dog oh. the tiniest puppy so i feel like ron will work once he's an older dog yeah. and like distinguished yeah and you he's know? just like Hey, I'm Ron. Yeah, but little Ron is so excited, and <laughs> the name doesn't uh, quite, he hasn't grown into right. it yet. I was dying, though. It's so cute. So cute. Um, so this week at work, there was an issue. There was some, somebody brought in some real smelly food. The worst. Which is terrible. It's on my, like, top five list of things you just don't do. Right. Well, there are so many foods out there. It's like, why do you have to pick? <laughs> what was it? Could you distinguish from the odor? Um, it was like Indian food, like, mm. which I love Indian food. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like, I love a good curry. But like in the office, and it literally smelled from like noon until the time that I left. It's a lingerer. It's just like a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> I feel like for me, the word, the one that I can't get over, because to be perfectly honest, sometimes I'll put like broccoli in a stir fry and mm-hmm. I feel like it's not like there's that initial when you open the container. Right. But where it doesn't you're, like, linger. But it doesn't linger. Mm-hmm. But eggs? Mm. No. Yeah. Just don't. See, I'm a little guilty. Yeah, Becky. <laughs> but, but if I do, I'm, I don't bring like a hard boiled egg. Like I'll bring like an already mixed like egg salad and yeah. I feel like that doesn't stink as bad and I'll like yeah. take it outside and like eat outside that day like I don't yeah. stay in yeah yeah because the worst is when it's like being heat heated up in the kitchen right yeah like it's just no. not yeah don't not heat good. eggs like tuna don't heat fish yeah that's <sighs> it's a lot it is and I just don't like tuna and I think that's why mm. I'm so sensitive to mm-hmm. it but yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's no tough. and like just popcorn like Popcorn's mm. great. I love popcorn, but like yeah. the whole office doesn't need to smell like popcorn. I know. I know. It just like fills the entire mm-hmm. space. Yeah. There's just those things that And it mixes with other things and then it doesn't smell so good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's and tough. I don't need to be at my cube like smelling popcorn and then getting hungry. I know. It's and like, I also feel like it sticks to my clothes, mm-hmm. you know? So like yeah. when I go home, I feel like I smell like popcorn. Yeah. Which I'm not trying to do. No. <laughs> So people out there, if you work in an office, just, you know, 
be courteous. I know. Or just eat it at home. Like, I eat scrambled eggs every morning, but I make them right. at home. Mm-hmm. And I don't heat them up. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, like, very self-conscious mm-hmm. that I'm going to be that person. Right. You know? Also, on the topic of heating up food, mm-hmm. don't heat up your food in plastic. Come on, people. You oh, should know better. Like, it I will know. seep into your food. I know. <laughs> I, um, I also feel like people monopolize the microwave Mm. do you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like there's that person who brings in something that needs to be heated up for like seven minutes Mm -hmm. and i'm like like really but i'm hungry now i know those those people like (laughs) need to eat at an off time like they need to like eat at like 11 30 i know or like after everyone's done exactly it's like no i know there's only one microwave on the floor. We have two, luckily. Oh, so that's, that's good. Yeah, that's, so you can head to the other one. Yeah, that's very helpful. But, yeah. You know, the struggle is real. Struggles. And I'm starving at lunch, and I just want it, you so know? So hungry. Yeah. So, you know, just be mindful. I know. We'll also <laughs> post this to our <laughs> office etiquette list. Right. I feel like we sound so, like... I know. <laughs> on our high horses. On our here. high horses. But horse. now you know etiquette for the bathroom yeah. and etiquette for the kitchen. So, next Thank up us later. Cube etiquette. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Yes. yes. <laughs> Cuz I could go on about that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, today today's <laughs> podcast <laughs> today a poem by a poem. Becky <laughs> read by Becky. Today Tenney. is a beautiful day. <laughs> Roses are red. <laughs> Violets, Violets are, are blue. blue. We petted puppies today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to call that. It's like not even it was haiku. A soliloquy. Oh wow. I don't know really know what that means. <laughs> I love that word though. I forgot about that. Um But today on the podcast we have <laughs> Natasha. We love Natasha. She's amazing. I have a girl crush on Natasha. Yeah, she, she's <laughs> she's going to be like creeped out when she hears this. <laughs> I but feel like all fine. our guests are like, are they? Like, okay. they're married. We just have okay. so much love to spread. Okay? We do. We do. So Natasha's awesome. She is an Ayurvedic expert um, and practitioner. Yeah. But and she's, I, she's come a, a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think she has an amazing story that a lot of people are going through myself included kind of like evaluating what might be next um but i didn't know a ton about ayurveda so i thought it was amazing to hear from her because she's an expert and i didn't realize that it was kind of like a sister practice with yoga like i never like connected that in my brain so hearing that that they work in sync with one another was like Whoa, mind blowing! It, it, like makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So we talk about tongue scraping. We talk about doshas. Um, we talk about how Natasha used to be an urban planner and architect, and then now you know, obviously, she's in the wellness space um, and doing that full time. So it was just so cool to get to sit down and talk with her and kind of pick her brain about kind of the hot topics and um, the Ayurvedic practice. Yeah. And she was so kind to offer anyone listening who might be interested in working with her um, actually a 20% off discount. That's so, a sick deal. Natasha, can I use that discount? No. <laughs> Do I Let count? Let us know. <laughs> um, and that's just awesome. So yeah. I think if you want to use that, you can just shoot her an email and say, you heard about her through the Detox and Chill podcast and mm-hmm. she'll honor that discount, which is amazing. Yeah, she's so cool. So, um We will get into the podcast, and we hope you enjoy it. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
That's gold. That's Genius. Gold. Um, so thanks so much for coming. Yeah, we're pumped to have me. you. We're so excited. Just I'm excited too. The whole world of what you do, and we'll get into it, is just mind-blowing. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like, well, I'll pause. So why don't you tell yes. our listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of your background? Okay, do you want me to start at the way beginning, yes. or do you want me to talk about what I do now? I want to yeah, hear it all. let's go back. Holy moly. All right. <laughs> so, so where were you born? I was born in Russia. <laughs> Actually, that's a fun fact. I was really? born in Russia. Oh, yeah. I came crazy. here when I was one, though. So um, cool. So glad, yeah. cool. Glad I asked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, grew up with um, some alternative healing at home. Like, when we were sick, my mom would, like, soak... Um, like a piece of cloth in like vodka and put it on my chest and oh. we would like do horseradish foot baths and all that sort of stuff. Oh my um, what is a horseradish foot bath do? It's like horseradish powder in hot water and it's used for like, it warms you up, right? Horseradish oh, is like really uh-huh. spicy and yeah. warming. So it's good if you're like getting sick or you have a cold or a flu or something. Huh. It brings your fever wow. down. What? Yeah. That's so cool. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. Goes home and makes horseradish <laughs> with that. John, you're putting yeah. your feet in. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of things um, that I did that I was, I just did. And I was just like, I don't know if this works or not, but my mom was making me do it because mm-hmm. I was a child. So I did it. Um, but fast forward a lot of years later, um, I was always somebody who was interested in design and that was like my path and I thought that's where I was going to go whether it was like art therapy or graphic design or something um I was a kid who was anxious and depressed and had GI issues and like just a bunch of little things all like here and there like ear infections all the time on antibiotics like can't tell you how many times I went to the doctor um I was also hypochondriac so that didn't help all of that (laughs) um and after dealing with all this stuff and taking medicine for everything and then taking medicine for medicine, Mm -hmm. I had this big like epiphany, like, hold up, like, this is so not right. This is not the way that things are supposed to be. It's got to be, there's got to be something better. So um, at the time I was living in Lowell, I was taking classes um, to be a graphic designer. And it was funny because I was like in these really cool intro classes, like, sculpture and painting that were cool and then once I got to graphic design I was like I don't want to sit in front of a computer and like Mm. draw with a mouse like that makes no sense yeah so um (laughs) in that moment of realization and the moment of like I can't be in this you know community it's not you know it's it's not fostering my growth and also these pills are making me take other pills Mm -hmm. I was like I'm moving out west and by west I mean western mass (laughs) (laughs) not that west but I was like getting like I just want to be in the mountains and experience nature and figure this out a different route so I stopped taking all my medicine which was a bad idea because it was cold Mm -hmm. turkey and you don't Mm -hmm. do that um dealt with those repercussions which were not fun so just don't do that ever (laughs) what so what ones in particular it was um I was on that it's usually like antidepressants that you should never just like stop okay other medicines are not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. yeah unless it's like antibiotics I think doctor or like steroids or something yeah 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 um so anyway I I found this like Chinese herbal medicine school and that I was like sure like let's try this Um, I was interning with the acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist Um, I was just trying to experiment and try everything alternative just to see what I liked and um, the class was interesting we would like sit in a circle on the ground in an apothecary and like read each other's pulses and like 
we'd be like, yours sounds like a lion. Like, <laughs> like your yours feels like a little bird. And we would like read each other's tongues. And I was like 20 at the time. So for me, it was very like foreign. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of like hippie UMass Amherst kids there mm -hmm. who were uh, like just a little bit beyond where I was in the, I don't know, hippie realm. <laughs> so for me, I did, I did like two months of it and I was like, oh, this is too much. Like, I don't want to be a solo practitioner. That's not where I want to go. And my parents are also very like Russian and mm -hmm. they're like, you need to go to college and get a degree and that's how you get a job. Like mm -hmm. we moved to this country for you. Right. And we want you to be like successful and that's happy. a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. And I'm sure my mom's going to listen to this. So I don't want to, I'm not bad talking to my mom. What's I love mind? you, mom. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it held me back a little bit because um, I wasn't, able to pursue exactly what I wanted to pursue. Um, in the end, I'm happy that I ended up getting a degree in sustainable design from Boston Architectural College. It was an awesome experience. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. It was a very, wow. very cool experience. Um, you know, the college is right on Newberry Street. It's a really small school. It's basically just three buildings. Like, mm -hmm. there's no campus, nothing. There's no sports. There's obviously, it's like all <laughs> artists. <laughs> it's just like... Maybe uh, a ping pong yeah. game here and there. <laughs> yeah, seriously, maybe. Um, <laughs> if drinking was a sport. They're, like they're, Before it was a school, it was a center. And down oh. in the basement, it was a bar. Oh, wow. And it had really? just become a school, like, pretty recently. Mm -hmm. um, but before, it was, like, Boston Architectural Center and wow. drink in the basement, bring six packs to class, and Amazing. your teachers just look the other way. <laughs> oh, my god! Yeah. So, um, so yeah, got my degree uh, there. St uh, went on to work. Oh, I'm touching the table. Went on to work <laughs> as a transportation planner, and that was very cool. I designed bike lanes, roadways, oh, wow. um, worked on, like, redesigning parking lots to make them more pedestrian-friendly, Worked with engineers and town planners, so that was really fun. So cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, this is what I really want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got laid off a year later. I was unemployed for a bit. Um, and within all of this time, I'm always, uh, I'm constantly just like working on myself still, right? So mm -hmm. like, I did that Chinese herbal medicine mm -hmm. thing. Didn't want to live out west. Wanted to live here. It just was. Um, it wasn't what I wanted to do as a job necessarily mm -hmm. at the time, but I still had a lot of healing on my own to do. And it gave me the tools to work on myself. So I was like trying different diets and like trying different supplements and herbs and all this sort of stuff. And I always had friends that were um, like I had a friend who was in an herbal school in Boston and people that were interested in similar things. So they were helping me and I was helping them. And it was just a fun thing. And I uh, a friend actually told me that I should be gluten-free. Um, it was about 10 years ago now, which is crazy to think. But she's like, yeah, that, you know, I hear it gives, like, people fatigue and depression, and it might really help you. Mm -hmm. And it did. Like, it helped me a lot. And yeah. it was from that moment where I was like, wow, like, food is really healing. This is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I kept experimenting with different stuff. Um, ended up in this job I didn't like. I was doing um, marketing for nursing homes. It oh. was really, wow. it was cool at first because I got yeah. to work from home. Right. And uh, my boss was, she's basically my cousin. I grew up with her and we were just like putting on events for doctors. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was like schmoozing the doctors so that they would send people to our nursing home. So it was like a different angle that I could handle. Mm -hmm. But then we got bought out, boss left. 
things went sour I had to like go to nursing homes every day and they don't smell good yeah no. just <laughs> it's really sad, depressing yeah, it's a sad yeah, place hard. it yeah. is a sad place yeah and the people there that worked there are like absolutely magical angels and angels yeah total angels but um it wasn't for me and I had to understand that and uh within that process of like all right I gotta leave this job but I don't want to leave this job because like I don't really have anywhere to go right now so I'm just gonna ride this out because I have it I still have it pretty good right Mm -hmm. like I still had a pretty good salary and benefits and um some flexibility and that was nice so I just kind of stuck with it but being lost in my mind and not really knowing where I wanted to go, I I decided, like, I'm really into yoga now. I'm going to be maybe a yoga teacher. So I took a yoga teacher training course at um, – it's the New School of Yogic Arts, but it's at Coolidge Corner Yoga. So oh, cool. um, Tatiana and Laura from Coolidge Corner Yoga run it uh, along with Andrew, who's out in Framingham. And they were – awesome the three of them were like such a trifecta and the whole time we were um the whole time we were in training they were just like what's your dharma what's your dharma what's your dharma (laughs) which just means what are you here to do what Mm -hmm. is your purpose and I'm like not working in nursing homes (laughs) so the more that they did that and this was a five-month process um a couple years ago I was just like holy moly I gotta get out so um I I was like I'm gonna do my own thing and I had them kind of push me Andrew was like I'm doing this um health coaching training that's like Ayurvedic and Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga so Mm -hmm. it all kind of goes together you should do it and I'm like no me yeah no I don't know (laughs) and he's like no do it and I was like okay like I just I just like ate out of their hands I was Mm -hmm. like yes tell me what to do yeah um so I signed up and started building my website and I actually just like when I started the training I didn't necessarily want to teach yoga I just kind of wanted to um, deepen my own practice Mm -hmm. and throughout the process because they keep calling you a teacher Mm -hmm. I started to see myself that way so I started to see myself as somebody who could teach people and be a practitioner and that put me in this like seat of power of like I can do whatever I want to do and I don't have to be afraid of being alone the way that I was out in Northampton of like I can't be a practitioner all of a mm-hmm. sudden I had this power within me and also wow. I was older um I'm so like chills I know that's here. so <laughs> empowering so it cool is. yeah it was um I'm very thankful for that that moment in my life because I wouldn't be where I am without it um and so I started building my website and um my husband Arthur and I went to Puerto Rico and I was like you have to be my yoga husband my yoga photographer <laughs> husband and he like brought his nice camera and we like found these beautiful places and like if you've been on my site you'll see like all the photos there are from that vacation um where like my my friend and I like drew out pictures of poses she's like okay do these there and do those there and I was like all right because when you're That's in it you're friend. like you're like do I do tree pose yeah. like you never know like what to do you're like what do I do I need to do something yoga um so that was really helpful and like that's kind of what helped me launch my website. I had some cool photos and I had like more of the yoga content and I knew I wanted to do health coaching. So I kind of just like dribbled some in there, but um, really I had just signed up to go to the school. Mm -hmm. So the school is run by Kate Stillman. It's called Yoga Health Coaching. Um, It's for yoga teachers. So basically she wants the people that are going to be teaching um, her course and her program to be versed in the philosophy of yoga because yoga and Ayurveda are sister mm-hmm. sisters. Um, 
so I was that program was one year long they had me go through this 10-week course when I joined up I was like I don't want to because it cost extra right Mm -hmm. it was like the course costs x amount of money it was like fifteen hundred dollars and then the the actual health coaching course was like 75 or something seventy five hundred dollars and I was like well I don't want to spend an extra fifteen hundred and they're like yeah yeah but you don't get it like this is what you're teaching your clients these 10 weeks so you kind of need to take it and I'm Mm -hmm. like fine like at this point my health was still kind of wavering but I was starting to figure it out more Mm -hmm. and um yoga helped a lot a lot I can't even tell you how much the mind-body connection is real and I know like a lot of people are starting to understand this Mm -hmm. but you can solve so much with yoga holy crap just connecting your mind to your body to your breath to your movement is so powerful yeah like I was seeing therapists and I don't like I think that's awesome like everyone should see a therapist and I still do every now and then um it's just good to get a third-party opinion Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and um so I was seeing a therapist and because I was dealing with like some PTSD and then I started the yoga teacher training. That was kind of my vice. That's kind of what really like pushed me into it. And I was like, I don't need you anymore. Like I have myself. Mm-hmm. I was my own therapist and my teachers were my therapists and my sangha, my community was my therapy. So That's, again, yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It was it was really powerful for me. So um, I got off track. So, OK, so this 10 week course program. Um, Right. So I felt like I had my health generally mostly under control. I still had some like bloating and food sensitivities that I was trying to work around like, okay, cheese doesn't really work for me, but I'm going to eat it when I really want to. Mm -hmm. Or like, I know sugar is bad. Like I've always been self-educating my entire life. I've been reading tons of articles. That for me is like the funnest. I think I've read every self-help book out there. Um, (laughs) I've recently stopped because I'm starting to learn that like too many self-help books is bad right. <laughs> it's like it gets to be like detrimental yeah. So at a much. Certain point. yeah yeah because then you you forget that like you are your healer you're mm-hmm. starting to like look for other things and other books to like tell you what to do and everyone has mm-hmm. so many different processes and mm-hmm. like you just have to understand like you have the power you can do it yourself so um so I go into this 10-week course and it's life-changing like I'm so happy that I did it it's based in Ayurveda it's what I teach now. So it's 10 weeks and there's mm-hmm. 10 habits. And obviously there's one habit per week. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we pay full attention to each habit. So uh, we had phone calls with, uh, there were like, you know, group conference calls with the leader of the school with Kate Stillman. And um, she would, but before we had our lesson, we had a video to watch and we had a book to read and material to look over and recipes and a workbook and like everything's broken up into like each habit so you just have like habit one here's all the stuff you read or here's all the things you watch habit two so on and so forth and then we have a weekly call with her um, where she kind of goes over everything and then she lectures a little bit and talks to you one-on-one or like is like who wants to chat with me let's go over something like let's workshop something together um And the habits are, I'll tell you a couple of them. So like the first one is um, earlier, later dinner. Seems pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. Second one's uh, early to bed. Mm. Also seems pretty simple. You're speaking my language. I know. (laughs) I'm soaking it all up. I'm like 5.30 dinner. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 9.30 bedtime. Great. (laughs) You guys got it down. Like this is exactly what you should be doing because 
like so much of our society is run on like late dinners, working late, Mm -hmm. going to bed late, waking up early to work out, not Mm -hmm. getting enough sleep, Mm -hmm. missing breakfast, skipping lunch. It's so bad for us, you know, like people are sacrificing sleep for working out. Like you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. The sleep's more important, you know. So all of these habits, they're based in Ayurvedic principles. Um, A lot of it is a lot of people that have heard the word Ayurveda are like, oh, dosha, what's my dosha? Mm-hmm. And that's the really fun part, right? Like mm-hmm. every, that's like the really hot thing. It's yeah, like that's everyone's what we're like, talking about. Yeah. Like I wonder what yeah. my dosha yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you um, like a site, a resource to look up later. But um, it's so much more than that. It's it's a 5,000 plus year old science and medicine. It's been around forever. It's been around before the book was even written. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of got, it's it runs parallel to traditional Chinese medicine. Um, so it's got some similarities to it, and it's obviously holistic. It's based in um, yogic principles, body-mind connection, and really listening to yourself and trusting your body. And to get to a point where you can listen and trust yourself, you have to you have to realign yourself with the circadian rhythms. Mm-hmm. And that's the like not sexy stuff that people don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they want to know their dosha. And they want to know a list of foods that are good for them and a list of foods that they shouldn't be eating. And that's easy because we're analytical people. Mm -hmm. It's black and white. Yeah. It seems just simpler to do that. Like, just just let me see a sheet and I'll know. Okay, great. (laughs) But this is so much... um, I say that it's simple, but it's not easy. Because, like I said, our society isn't built for us to live that way. Mm -hmm. So... For you guys, you sound like you're eating dinner early and going to bed early. Like trying, trying, <laughs> trying. That's really good. So you know, if you're if you're eating dinner late, you're disrupting your sleep. If you're getting to sleep late, how late is late? Mm-hmm. So Ayurveda says that you should be like asleep by ten okay. and up by five or six. Okay. Right. So seven to eight hours is a sweet spot for our age group, mm-hmm. um, which is like you know. 20s 30s 40s mm-hmm. like that right like younger people need more sleep older people need a little bit less sleep um but it's not about it's not about the the what it's about the how so it's not about what like wh- how many hours of sleep you get it's about when you get those hours it's not about what food you eat it's about when you eat that food and mm-hmm. how you eat that food what state of mind are you in mm-hmm. um you know things mm-hmm. like that so um, with with sleeping, it's like if you're eating a late dinner, then your body's processing all this food in your body, and then it's not, or in your in your stomach and in your digestion digestive system, and then it's not allowing you to sleep properly. At night, you have a little janitor that goes through your body and like sweeps everything up and cleans everything up so that the next That's day you wake image. up. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he's really small. <laughs> you can picture it like my puggle, like, like just power like, washing the lining. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So that's supposed to be happening. And if you're like stuffing your body full of food, either late or eating at a decent time, but eating a ton of food Mm -hmm. that you're not burning off, you're you're putting all of the energy that should be in your entire body and like rejuvenating all of your organs, like right blood rushes through your body to to bring everything back to life, to rejuvenate it, to give it to freshen it up so that the next day you wake up and you feel great. If you ate something heavy or if you ate late, all the blood is rushing to your belly and your GI and your intestines and 
everything else is getting ignored. That's so... I've never heard that. I know. I, yeah. I've heard it's bad to eat late, right. but I didn't really subscribe to it because I was like, you know, the timing. If you're eating the same amount of food throughout the day, it doesn't matter. That's super right. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It can mess with your sleep. Yeah. So, like, try it, you know? Like, yeah. just have your dinner... You know, Ayurveda says ideally by six, you should like finish eating. For some people that can be really hard. Some The things that I teach is Kaizen, which just means small incremental improvements. If you're mm-hmm. an 8 p.m. dinner eater for one week, eat at 745. For mm-hmm. the next week, eat at 730. Like I'd rather people do stuff really slow so that it sticks forever rather than like shooting a six for a week and then slingshotting back to yeah. the way that they were before yeah. because we love to rebel against yeah, ourselves right. <laughs> yeah. so we have to be really like kind and slow with our bodies um and then you wake up in the morning earlier with more energy and then you start doing morning practices and that's the third habit start your morning right and there's dinacharya which just means um practices so daily practices so in ayurveda there's um there's a lot of practices that are really important to keeping our bodies and our minds working properly and in sync with each other. So there's like waking up at a proper time, drinking water, pooping before Mm. you eat anything. Mm, Um, That's a tough one for me. Yeah, it's really important. So if you think about it, and I talk about poop all the time with my clients. It's great, I love it. I love it too, because it's (laughs) really important. important. It is, and some people are like grossed out about it. Right, like we all do it. We We all (laughs) do it. I know, I used to be that person, like girls don't poop, but no, girls poop. (laughs) There should be a book called Girls Do Poop. <laughs> right. But I feel like I always, like, every morning it's, like, a, a, kind of a routine. I eat breakfast and then it just yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, that can assist it too, right? Because it's, like, pushing everything mm-hmm. out. But if you think about it this way, is like, you should be cleaning out your body before you add anything mm-hmm. in. It makes yeah. so much sense. Right? So, like, yeah. drink as much water, like, lukewarm or tea mm-hmm. temperature, as you need in order for that to happen. If it's absolutely not happening, then eat and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been constipated for your entire life, like I've, I used to have those issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't anymore yeah. because all I do is I take a warm, like 16 ounce glass of water and I chug it with like some lemon mm-hmm. to alkalize and I, it works for me. Like wow. it's awesome. And I then you feel that. lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then there's other practices like tongue scraping and moving your body and dry brushing and self massage, like all these like ancient Ayurvedic practices that um, can be shortened because we're, you know, a lot of people have to go to work and we can't sit all, we're not like in a, we're not meditating all day. So right. we obviously don't have time to like we spend wish. an hour doing everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you can do like a minute, minute of meditating, a minute of drinking water, a minute of moving, a minute of dry brushing or self massage, like it's like you know five minutes. Like everyone's got that time. Right. So talk to us about tongue scraping because yes. that's something I've never tried and I'm super curious. Yeah, tongue scraping is probably the most approachable and easy habit to bring into your daily like lifestyle mm-hmm. in the morning, especially. So. Um, if you don't have a tongue scraper already, I recommend getting a copper one because it's antifungal. It doesn't, oh. it, antibacterial. It yeah. doesn't get oh. like gross. Okay. Um, th- there's plastic ones out there that just get really nasty and you buy one copper one, you have it for your whole life. Mm-hmm. And I saw them on Amazon, like eight for $8. Oh, wow. It was very weird. I don't know why they're so cheap, but <laughs> I think my, I think You're my like, I'm one, questioning this yeah, tongue yeah. scraper. They might, they might be like thin copper or oh, okay. I don't know. Um, either way, 
but you can buy it get for it all your friends. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you can get it. At, you can also get it at like CVS. Yeah, okay. Like everyone sells it now. <laughs> Starting um, my Amazon cart now. I know. By the end of our conversation, Seriously. it's gonna be really full. It's gonna be really full. <laughs> yeah, it's like my day to day Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll addictive. put all of these in the show notes so that you can just easily click and buy all yes. these. Things. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I think I should have a page on my. I have a shop page on my website oh, with perfect. like we'll some adaptogens yeah, we'll and that. stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll add. I can add the stuff that we talk about yeah, too. Yeah, we'll, that'd be we'll great. T- yeah, yes. that'll be awesome. So tongue scraping. Um, it's a morning ritual. You. It's a U-shaped copper wire that's pretty sturdy Um, so you kind of hold it by both ends and you stick your tongue out and you scrape your tongue from the back to the front about I don't know why I say 14 times somebody once told me 14 times but really that seems like a lot it doesn't matter how many times you do it yeah like you'll you could do it 10 times you could do it 20 times as much as it takes for you to like get the gunk off is yeah. what you want to do and is this before you brush your teeth after does it matter it doesn't matter okay. as long as it's before you drink water or put anything else in your body okay. because Indri- you don't want to wash yeah. it away yeah. right so um the the practice of scraping your tongue it's oral hygiene right it prevents bad breath it like does all these good things for your mouth it keeps your bacteria out of your mouth but it also stimulates your digestion so i think that um in the society a lot of people are like food scared Mm -hmm. and like oh yes i'm not hungry i can skip a meal and like save calories or whatever right but like that's like our bodies should be eating between two and four meals a day like so if you're someone that has trouble getting hungry in the morning this is a really nice way to stimulate your digestion and what happens is if you're stimulating your digestion and you're eating your body's processing it if Mm -hmm. you're eating when you're not hungry Mm -hmm. it's silly Mm -hmm. like your body just doesn't get it it's not the juices aren't flowing Mm -hmm. and you're not going to have like a proper digestive process or assimilation of everything that you've eaten so there's really no I've point i've always struggled with That's that mind-blowing like i never <laughs> there's people who well my husband dan for instance wakes up and literally the first words are i'm gonna eat breakfast uh-huh. or like, it's breakfast time i've never been hungry when i wake up ever so i feel like something like this or i don't know even like going for a walk or something I'm yeah. curious also yeah, on exercise body. yeah yeah and i'll Ayurveda, talk about it but yeah 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 it's helpful too yeah so the tongue scraping um, like if you think about your tongue as, uh, like your digestive system is like a snake and from your tongue to your anus, right? So like you, wh- however you treat your tongue, it's going to trickle down into your entire digestive system. So that's, that's also the place where you're going to see exactly what's going on with your digestive system. So you can read your tongue before you scrape it. Um, wow. And there's there's a lot of charts <laughs> online like you can just Google and I'm pretty sure um, traditional Chinese medicine also st- like studies tongues. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm positive that they do. So you can Google like tongue chart or something. And um, I provide this sort of stuff like in the cleanses because we we're getting rid of stuff. Right. So like mm-hmm. I show people like this is what it means. So just like to give you guys a couple things. Um, if you have a shaking tongue, like it's trembling, that uh-huh. means that you have some anxiety going on. If you have a big crack down the center, that represents your heart or your spine. So you might have some issues going on with those two things. What? This is blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get out of mirror so much tongue right now. You know, I'm like, <laughs> like, what do you think? <laughs> you have beautiful tongue. You have to like, you have to check in the morning because okay. like you've eaten food now at this right. point. Okay. So like, 
the coating matters too. Like, do you have a really bright red tongue? That means you have too much pitta, too much fire. If you have um, like a really wide tongue, so wide that you have teeth marks in your tongue, which I kind of have, that means you're kapha dominant, um, which is like uh, the elements of earth and water. So these little things like help you actually also read your dosha Mm -hmm. um, because it shifts all the time. Your dosha is constantly changing through oh, through periods that. of your lifetime. I yeah, thought you had one dosha and like that was it. There's like one that you're born with, mm-hmm. and then there's one that kind of shifts throughout life. Um, which it's good to always, and you can take a quiz online. So like the one that I use is um, the one that I recommend for people is my favorite is Banyan Botanicals, um, and you can just Google search dosha quiz and i'm pretty sure banyan botanicals will come up as one of them Mm -hmm. Um, but we can also put the link in there as well um and yeah so the reason your dosha constantly changes is because the weather is changing and you're changing Mm -hmm. and you're aging yeah that makes sense yeah so you might be really balanced in the winter and really imbalanced in the spring so like people that are like getting sick in the spring it's like okay you have an imbalance you should like look at this again and see what's going on and see what what's out of whack and you can't eat the same that you're eating you can't move the same that you're moving necessarily in every single season because like in winter it's important to kind of give yourself some restoration but also like get your body moving because mm-hmm. we're we're really stuck right um but also like heavy dense soups are really nice and chilies are really good like grounding stuff because there's a lot of air and ether element and vata in winter time Mm. so grounding is important and that's also like kind of that things that people know inherently like i want soup when Mm -hmm. it's cold Mm -hmm. right because it grounds us right so ayurveda just kind of like enhances like yep like you got it so Mm -hmm. here's an extra step it's like here's why that's Mm -hmm. that way and in the springtime people are getting sick and they're getting snotty and allergies. I'm yeah. like, I need to figure out what's out of whack. Yeah, so that means your kapha is out of balance. So springtime is kapha season, and kapha is earth and water. So mm-hmm. it's um, like if you think about winter, there was like a lot of ice, right? And the ice melted and turned into water mm-hmm. and mixed with the earth, and now it's creating mud. So that's a lot of congestion that's happening within our bodies. And we have to sort of lighten up our foods in the season, in the spring season, not eat as much dense stuff so not as many like bananas not as many like chilies or pizzas or subs or like not as much heavy stuff your body Mm -hmm. can handle it a little bit more in the winter time um you know the healthy version of heavy stuff i don't Mm -hmm. mean like crap food heavy Mm -hmm. stuff right i mean like dates and bananas and things like that um even like cheeses sometimes can can Mm -hmm. fit into that category but when you get into kaffa cheese is going to be the worst Mm -hmm. because it's going to congest you even more. So you need Mm -hmm. to have like pungent and really like spicy little things to help you get through it. So ginger and cayenne pepper and like clear broths instead of heavy stews and some salads, you know, like kapha is still kind of a cold season Mm -hmm. um, and a cold, um, the cold is kind of within the element of it and within that dosha. So you don't want to just swap over to like a bunch of raw salads because it's going to be a little bit too jarring for Mm -hmm. it it's just that's more you can handle it more in the summertime in the pitta season yeah so now you can like have some more fresh stuff maybe cook it maybe steam it a little bit so that you're you're just assisting your body 
with the transition from winter to yeah. spring to summer. Can you, so I feel like we got into a little bit of the doshas, mm-hmm. but for any listeners out there, because like a year ago, I would have had no clue what mm-hmm. this was. Can you just give high level, what is a dosha and then yeah. kind of the different types? Yeah. Yeah. So there's three different doshas, um, which just means uh, constitutions. Um, everybody has all three doshas oh, at okay. all times. Yes. We all have The ideal is that we are balanced within all three doshas, right? If we're eating in season, if we're moving properly, um, if we're meditating and we're doing mindful practices, we are going to be imbalanced. But that doesn't happen all the time. For Mm -hmm. the most part, we're going to be dominant in one or maybe two. So like personally, I am pitta, or I'm sorry, vata, kapha. So I don't have as much pitta, right? And um, everyone's very different. And like I said, they're ever-changing, right? So it's always good to go online and do the quiz. Um, That's just kind of like a really easy way to figure out where you are. It's Mm -hmm. not 1,000% correct, right? Mm -hmm. It's an online quiz. Mm -hmm. But the way that it's structured is it'll ask you questions like, is your skin um, oily, dry, or somewhere in between? Is your hair oily, dry, somewhere in between? Are you tired in the morning, afternoon, or night, or whatever? Like it kind of just it figures you out in that way and the the more that you can answer those questions to exactly how you're feeling in this very moment not last season not like usually but Mm -hmm. actually like today my skin is dry yes check that off right so then you'll know exactly how you are today and what's imbalanced in your body today so kapha is kapha is um kapha is water and earth okay and kapha season is springtime okay and so and then pitta is fire pitta is fire and water and pitta season is summer okay and then vata is vata. air and ether okay and that's gonna be your fall in winter gotcha. okay yeah and these also relate and i won't get into it because it gets a little like too heady at that point but there's also like i said stages of life uh-huh. um mm. like if you think about snotty little kids right, right. like they're in kapha <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah if you think about frail grandma she's in vata mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you think about like us we're like go-getters we just yeah, started a podcast <laughs> we're, i feel we're, like we're in pitta you're in that's pitta. why my body's like no right because yeah. that's not my Calm natural <laughs> yeah yeah so it's everything is always shifting and everything's uh-huh. always um you know we're always made up of assortment of these elements and um you don't have to get too deep into like oh but my life stage is this but i'm this but the season is this it's more just like figure out what is out of balance for you like for example say your quiz says you have 80 percent vata or let's say it says 70 percent vata 20 percent pitta and 10 percent kapha you're gonna be paying attention to the largest percent one so you're what did i say vata is 80 percent yeah, I think so. Okay, let's say that. With <laughs> so you would want to be balancing your vata. That means that your vata is out of balance. You have too much of it. Mm-hmm. You need to do a vata balancing diet, vata balancing movements. It means you have too much air and ether. It means you need more grounding. grounding. You need more restorative yoga. You need more. Um, you need more of like a, a routine in your life. Mm-hmm. And everybody, no matter who they are, needs the 10 habits, because those are the things that reset you no matter who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And the really cool thing about actually practicing the habits is 
it's it, no matter if you are if you if you have um like a family illness like a like a disease that's passed on that you think is inevitable uh if you have allergies if you have postpartum depression if you have anxiety if you want to lose weight like there's such a slew of things out there that this course has helped people with mm-hmm. and I've been doing this for a year, but my teacher's been doing it for ever. Mm-hmm. She's been an Ayurvedic practitioner for such a long time. And so she's been teaching this to people for a really long time. And it's the same exact thing that I teach. I have my own spin on it. I'm like a huge foodie, so I'm like always talking about food. Yeah. Um, and like, like a modern. I feel like yeah. that's the one thing too. Like this is such an ancient yeah. medicine. Yeah. I feel like you probably give a great modern yeah. real world mm-hmm major air quotes there take <laughs> take on it you know yeah yeah I try to I try to and be and I think because I've had such a history with trying all these different diets and supplements and yada 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 I kind of know a little bit and right now I'm really interested in hormones and how like so many women are imbalanced either they have a low sex drive yep. or their periods <laughs> yep. are off yep. or yeah totally. yeah so there's um I've been studying that a little bit, and there's this wonderful woman named Elisa Viti. She's actually from Newton, Mass. Woman Code? Yeah. Love. Oh, I haven't read that you yet. You need to I read it. You have to read it. It's so good. Um, it talks about where, like, our cycle isn't just, you know, our menstruation cycle. Like, we have four cycles within the mm-hmm. month, each about a week long, right? And she talks about foods that are supportive in each of those cycles Mm -hmm. and types of um, exercises and not exercises. Like when you're menstruating, like don't go to high intensity interval training. So Mm -hmm. um, I've been trying to like work that into like coupling that because it's got similar concepts to what I'm learning and teaching in Ayurveda. Um, But it's just kind of got like this extra layer on top of it of like here are supportive foods for your hormones and how to really balance that out. So that's been a really Mm -hmm. cool exploration. Yeah, I love that. I Mm -hmm. actually have been using that app, the MyFlow app, and it tells you. Me too. I love it. It's so good. I actually just downloaded it And I actually like love putting in my symptoms and like reading what it says (laughs) for me. It's like I actually use it. And I've had period apps for forever. And it's just like, all right, well, I guess I better input my data. But for this one, it's like... I know. It's so good. It's so helpful. Do you have it? I do. I just downloaded. It's funny you said that I downloaded it this weekend. I haven't used it yet. I was using one um, TMI probably, but whatever. I went (laughs) off of birth control because it was just freaking me out having that in my body. Mm -hmm. So what I was doing for a little bit was the temperature. Mm. So I had a separate app to track my temperature Mm -hmm. during the month, but I need to get back to the tracking because I was sick for a little. So it kind of... So you have a, te- you had a temperature. It. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I've heard a lot about the temperature testing. I've never yeah. tried it myself. But yeah, coming off of birth control, um, I was also on birth control, like on and off for a really long time. The pills, the Nubering, the IUD, like you name it. Everything. Mm-hmm. Still trying to recoup from it. Yeah. So yep, that's why same. I got really into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women are like, yeah. my doctor was like, oh, your period's irregular. I'm like, 13 he's like here's birth control Ugh, like awful. oh and you know like we were just desperate and we we're like sure yeah like that it should be normal so here's a band-aid right yeah. but and then you don't know the true you don't know like your true cycle mm-hmm. and i also felt strangely disconnected from myself in a way mm. I, I like can't even really explain it mm-hmm. i don't know i can't like put words to it but right. i just felt like disconnected from this part of being a woman you know mm-hmm. and yeah. like having that cycle and having those different times of the month 
Yeah. But I definitely... Your emotions were, like, handed to you on a platter. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, now you're going to do this. Exactly. <laughs> it just, like, transforms you into a different person. I felt so out of body experience just like I was looking in on this person that's like okay who is that and this IUD is the one is the thing that's causing those changes that's so crazy yeah whenever I see someone like on a Facebook group say Mm -hmm. gonna go get an IUD this week I'm like no (laughs) don't like message them right away I know it's just I think so many women just trust their gynecologist which you know gynecologists are great they do yeah. a lot of great things but yeah. they don't do enough of their own research to figure things out for their own body and mm-hmm. I could go on and on mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. that's so cool that Ayurveda can be in sync with hormones because I think that's going to be huge in the next few years yeah yeah you know our there's there's hormones in our food and in our water and all of the screen time everything's messing with our circadian rhythm so much so that our bodies they don't know what time it is anymore unless you tell it like you have to really like like turn off the lights and be like it's nighttime now mm-hmm. otherwise like yeah. you're staring at a screen and it just thinks it's Day. daytime mm-hmm. still so that's kind of where the coming back to your habits and your rhythms and living with the sun is kind of you know what i teach the most that, that's the aspect of ayurveda that is i think most important um and it's the core of it all it's like you should be waking with the sun and you should be um hungry in the morning and you should be eating your largest meal in the middle of the day because the sun is at its highest point and you actually have more bile in your system oh really yeah you're producing more bile because the sun's at its highest peak you know Mm. and the more that you're connected to it the more it's like really happening and then you should be having dinner before the sun sets and of course this can get a little bit difficult with new england seasons right when Mm -hmm. it's dark at 4 p.m right right? (laughs) and you're like still at work and you're like i don't want dinner so Mm -hmm. you know you do the best that you can um, and summer can be also hard because it's like going out all the time and mm-hmm. like drinks after work mm-hmm. and like getting dinner after work. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to be somebody that eats later, just eat a little bit less because what are you doing after work? Really, if you're going to like a serious workout, like fine, that's you're using your fuel. Mm-hmm. But if you're just eating and sitting on your couch, like you shouldn't be having like your biggest meal. Your dinner mm-hmm. should not be your biggest meal. Like it used to be called supper. Because it was a supplement to get you through oh, to the next day. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, from lunch. Yeah. What about alcohol? Is there like an Ayurvedic view on drinking or drugs or anything like that? All of the things. Okay, so if you think about like the yogic philosophy, mm-hmm. it's in line. It's the same thing as the Ayurvedic philosophy. So these are all considered like poisons to our bodies. Um, <laughs> I, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my own perspective is um, everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. I, I use the 80-20 rule with myself and with my clients. You can't live this 100% perfect life. Mm-hmm. A, you'll probably be boring. I was boring when I was like going really <laughs> hard. And I was, like, like I was like, I have to be in bed by nine. And so, and my husband gets home at like eight. And so like all of a sudden oh, wow. I was sacrificing like our hangout time. So it took me a little bit, prob- I guess like now I'm really figuring it out. It's been a year of like working with this 10 habits on my own. And you don't just learn them in the first time that you do the 10 habits. Like you just keep doing them over Mm -hmm. and over. Like people repeat the course over and over because you're just learning something new. You're adopting it to your new life. You're adjusting things around you and like 80-20. Like 80% of the time, try to stick to it because it's good for you. You're doing it for a reason. You're invested and it's changing your life for the better. 20% of the time, 
you live in Boston and mm -hmm. there's so many fun things to do and you enjoy going to breweries or you enjoy going to a winery and, you know, like tasting the grapes and tasting the wine. Like, fine, that's mm -hmm. fine. But something interesting that happened with me is like I actually the, the more that I became um, set into these habits and I feel like I'm becoming purer. Is that a word? More pure? Purer. Pure. <laughs> what was that? Oh man, it's been a long week. Purer, purer. So one of those two words. Um, <laughs> no, I lost track. So uh, yes, I've become purer, uh -huh. um, and I actually don't react to alcohol as good as I as good as I used to what a funny way to say it but I'm like my body oh. just doesn't oh, right. freaks out yeah yeah like I was someone who used it as anxiety medication mm -hmm. I was like all right I need to yep. have something in my hand right here yeah need a glass of wine after work yeah Same. Yep. I need to wind down but then you start to pick up things on your own that help you wind down that are different sure it might turn into chocolate for a little bit but then it'll shift to dates and then it <laughs> get <laughs> wild dates date stuffed with almond butter like seriously oh. that was my vice for a while when i was trying to quit sugar um and then it shifts to like just not needing anything or like drinking like a turmeric latte and that's the sweet goodness that like gets you into a nice deep sleep right and then you feel good in the morning like i just turned 30 and i feel like i get so hung over Mm -hmm. that I cannot yeah, live the next day. The mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to sacrifice a whole day anymore. It's not worth it to me. Mm -mm. And I'm not like sitting here like on my pedestal being like, drinking is bad because I like still enjoy drinking. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing is the taste of a cocktail. Mm -hmm. so now good. it's not as much as like an anxiety thing because um, I think what happened is like I got sick for a while, so I totally couldn't drink. Um, and then I tried it and I was like, whoa, I feel weird. I felt like like my mom, like, whoa, I had too many drinks. Right. <laughs> like I had one glass of wine <laughs> one and I was like, many. my head is spinning. <laughs> 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 so now I'm like, oh, well, I guess I don't want that. And I've been, I've been wanting like mocktails because mm -hmm. I used yeah. to go to, I used to go to bars and be like, all right, well, I'll just like order water and I don't need it. And then I'm like looking at people drinking these fun drinks and cool cups right. and I'm drinking my yeah. water. And, like, I'll do, like, a fizzy water with lemon, and that'll be, like, as fancy as I get. But, yeah. like, it's still just, like, how many of those can you have? And, right, like, yeah. how fun does that really get? Mm -hmm. So, recently, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm get allowing myself. <laughs> getting so crazy with my fizzy bubbly. <laughs> Add an olive in there. <laughs> I was talking to my client today on the phone. We were, like, we should drink water out of martini glasses. And she's, like, yeah, and put blue cheese stuffed olives in it. I was, like, ew. ew. <laughs> she's, like, no, 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 on the side, on the side. I'm, like, all right, on the side, that's fine. But don't put that in my water. No, don't put yeah. that in water. I do do kombucha in a wine glass. Mm -hmm. Kombucha is great. Yeah. I, I would, like, do, for, first of all, I would use use kombucha as a mixer with gin because it's awesome with like oh, some soda water wow. but also like if you just do like yeah kombucha mm -hmm. with some soda water because kombucha is like super sugary if you're mm -hmm. gonna have a ton of it like yeah, you right. should mix it maybe um if you're drinking at the par of like other people like inhaling mm -hmm. beverages um but yeah that's like a really nice way to do it and yeah. like mocktails are becoming a thing now like they i don't are. have you guys noticed restaurant menus yeah. like have mm -hmm. like no alcohol cocktails? yeah that's really nice i think it's in on trend with so so many people getting their health back in order mm -hmm. so restaurants are realizing that they need to do that now yeah yeah so that's nice it's interesting because kind of what you were saying becky with coming home from work i used to use drinking a glass 
let's be honest drinking like two glasses of wine <laughs> after work a as a way <laughs> as a way to tune out what I was not happy with mm-hmm. which is not a healthy relationship mm-hmm. but I feel like I just you know completely stopped it was like I need to really really reevaluate mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. I'm drinking and now that I have and if I'm at a wedding if I'm out to dinner if I'm right. with a friend it feels like the right time exactly. you know what isn't the right time for me is being at home on my couch right. like <laughs> watching the real housewives like you know it's yeah, just totally. it's not worth it yeah, yeah. I love nourishing. the I love the creativity of drinks so mm-hmm. like we went to Avon's a couple of weeks ago and Dawn ordered this cocktail and I don't even remember what it was in it it was like a root beer julep and then the lime on top was on fire and they brought a marshmallow over to like roast Whoa. on the- I'm like <laughs> wow. I appreciate this so much yeah. <laughs> because it's quality it's creative and you're so- just like mic drop and then it's just like <laughs> it's one and done and like I you know you feel good you- you're not hung over the next day you're not really even buzzed it's just you enjoyed a drink with somebody and yeah. it's like that bond of enjoying a drink together without the next day of feeling like crap and you're not drinking to get drunk yeah you're just having it an enjoyable having cocktail. a bev yeah. yeah yeah i think like where when i started doing the um the 10 weeks and like i was i partic i run and i participate in the cleanses that i do and obviously there's no alcohol allowed um i would be like really restrictive and i'd be like i can't go out I, like i have to reschedule everything and I knew that I was weak, so I, like, mm-hmm. had to do that. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. Like, if like you can still go out and mm-hmm. you can get one drink or you can, say, make that thing with the fire, but just, like, omit right. the alcohol <laughs> right. and, like, add in some more, like, sparkling water or, like, mm-hmm. cranberry juice or something. Totally. And, like, you'll have the same experience. And mm-hmm. I think drinking is – it's so much about just hanging out and experiencing. And there's no – unless you really have a problem there's no point in like separating yourself from all these people like you can still be friends with them Mm -hmm. you can still go out with them you can just you know choose something else and it takes it took me a while like I was really sour about it Mm -hmm. because I I was like this isn't fair and like I you know I was kind of like I felt like everything was against me you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and then I had to really own everything right and then from then on I'm like no like this is okay my only like cutoff is if I'm with people Usually it hits midnight and then everyone's like drunk and I'm like, you guys are annoying. I'm going right. home. Like it's way <laughs> past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the tolerance for that is like mm-hmm. different. Like yeah. I used to be yeah. able to like go on and on with people and now I'm just like, totally. you're done. Tap yep. out. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, I think, the mindset, too, that we totally do this to ourselves, but we think that they don't want to be around us because we're not drinking as much as them. It's like. They don't care. They just yeah. love that you're there. If they're good yeah. friends, they don't right. care. Right. If they're good. Because yeah. the worst is those acquaintances who are like, why aren't you drinking? Right. You know? And that mindset needs to shift. I know. And, and I'm like, like no, I, I just that. don't want to drink. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And when I think it's interesting, too, even the community with food, I found. So when I kind of was being, you know, it verged on unhealthy, but I was being so healthy that I was like, I can't go out to dinner because I don't know what they're putting in my food. But that just removes you from this potential for an amazing community, like bonding experience mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. I feel like food is such a way to bond right. with other people. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious, are there, so going out to restaurants, is there a way to like make meals more friendly to your Ayurveda yeah to the so principles this is what I figured out um I'm a huge foodie I like the way that my husband and I would enjoy ourselves is we would like try new, every new restaurant that popped up in Boston mm-hmm. like 
he'd get out of work at like 7:30. we would go somewhere at eight you know have a late dinner that was just like always our thing um and that was the biggest like change that was so hard because i'm like but this is how we bond mm -hmm. yeah. like we love food and we like he loves making a big bite for me and watching me take it like for yes. him he's just like i love that like i love <laughs> seeing you enjoy that yeah and um to shift from that was like hard now it feels like whatever like now we're saving so much money and i like to make stuff at home so we can still experience that um and you also you find other ways to enjoy yourselves right um but my kind of like tips for going out to restaurants are um i don't know if i would necessarily call them ayurvedic but like i do a lot of research if you like if let's call them like healthy restaurant tips um, I do a lot of research and I look at a lot of menus and I make reservations a lot and because I'm just in the rabbit hole mm -hmm. <laughs> and like all my friends call me the reservation girl. Yep. I and love reservations. I'm just like, <laughs> look, so happy. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I want to eat at 630. Right. Like, I don't want to like get there and then be like, well, we have one open at eight and right. yada, yada, you wait like two hours. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I stopped making reservations once to like be like in your face because like one time we were at a place <laughs> and that happened and they were like 9 p.m. and they all looked at me and I was like. You told me not to make a reservation, right. so I did it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so from now on, I'm like, all right, well, you let me just do it. They're like, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, look at the menu before you go and look at different restaurants and, like, see. And a lot of people don't really want to, like, be the ones to choose the restaurant. So you'll just be like, I got it. Mm -hmm. And then do your research. Boston has so many good mm -hmm. places, right? Like, from from like middle to like like super fancy, like you can always find something that you want. Um, like on the chiller end, like Life Alive, Whole Heart Provision. Love Life Alive. Yes. So good. Yes. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, those are like the chiller kind of like fast casual places mm -hmm. you can go to eat. Um, and everyone can enjoy it. Even people who like don't like healthy food, like they will like Life Alive. Mm -hmm. They will. Um, and for fancier places, pretty much like as somebody who has a gluten intolerance, like, mm -hmm. um, I think that's why I got really deep into like figuring stuff out and where to go because gluten was like not a thing it's a long hard. time ago. It is hard. It's so yeah, hard. like it it's so much more prevalent now to mm -hmm. find a gluten free menu or um, gluten friendly places. Really, people get it more. Whereas right. before it was like what right. you know like they people understand. didn't know what it they're was they're like oh well there's no cheese in it don't worry yeah. and i'm like i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> totally they're like i'm sorry no there's no sugar in it either i was like i'm out of here you're not making my food <laughs> so yeah re read your read your read your labels too but read your menus um you can always call them like if you have an actual allergy to something like you can always call a restaurant and they will work with you um, but don't be shy. Like, just tell them, I don't I don't want to eat this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so um, when I do my cleanses, I will sometimes end up in a restaurant. And when I'm traveling, sometimes I'll bring my own dressing. I have, like, a balsamic vinegar packet and an olive oil packet. And I, like, found them on some weird website. But, like, they're so cool to <laughs> have on me. That's such a Because, like, idea. all the dressings have sugar. sugar. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I love what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I love just, like, olive oil on a salad. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. So, like things like that like if you want to be healthier or you're trying to omit sugar because there's sugar in everything if you go to like a thai place there's sugar in every meal wow. every meal they put like a cup of sugar i feel like in like every single thing so like that's the scary thing is you don't know what they're putting in your food right mm -hmm. so work on like the sugar thing i think that's like the biggest thing is just like 
ask for olive oil and balsamic or olive oil and lemon for your dressing. Um, load up on the veggie heavy stuff. Like there's a lot of vegetable stuff these days, like mm-hmm. on in the appetizer menus. I feel like um, people are getting more creative with it. Um, stay away from anything that's fried. Sometimes even like the Brussels sprouts are fried. You think mm-hmm. you're getting something healthy, but it's like fried and so much like bacon fat that it's like not even a vegetable anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like, I don't even always order meals. Like if I'm at a restaurant that I'm just like, it's like burger, steak, but like weird fish with like fried fish with potato. I'm just like, I don't. <laughs> weird fish. <laughs> weird fish. <laughs> oh, you never heard of that fish? It's a freshwater fish. Um, I'll just be, I'll just like look at the sides and just get like four sides and that's Isn't fine. That the best? Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. I just, the sides are always the star to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You know, so totally. Good. No matter what. And I'm like someone who wants to try everything too. So mm-hmm. like you can't bind me to one meal. I've I've become I've become like <laughs> too much um, commitment. Yeah. I've become like um like just like an addict to the small plates yes. like society. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this is how I think every meal should be. Becky is so passionate I about this. Every right now, restaurant <laughs> should be small plate. Yeah. So that you can try everything. Because yeah. you're gonna want yeah. a bite of like your neighbor's food anyway and you can share it all together it's like that bond of like sharing food yeah, family and, style uh, you know i love that you're so passionate about <laughs> this so it sounds like you've talked about it before i know <laughs> my so i love small plates dan you don't know my husband but yeah he like runs marathons he's like you know runs can, to work every day <laughs> runs weirdo. to work every day <laughs> so he can eat so anytime we go to a small plate stuff, he's like, where are the large plates? And I'm like, I can't take you anywhere. This is too embarrassing. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, like my parents are the same. They're just like, what is this? And yeah. it's it's the same price as a big plate. That's yeah. the thing. Right. It's like yeah. you're paying like $13 for like so an appetizer slash yeah. side sized mm-hmm. plate. And that's like mm-hmm. sad. It's tough. But <laughs> I'm totally into like family sharing. I love mm-hmm. that. Like. My some of my favorite restaurants are that actually do that, like Alden in Harlow. Mm. If you haven't so been good. in Harvard, right? Yeah. 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 My friend used to manage um used to manage it, so I would like live there. Amazing. Yeah. They have mocktails on their menu. So you say their oh. drinks are bomb. Yep. They're so their drinks good. are really good and they can make anything for you. And their kale salad is the best one in the city. They are very accommodating mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. I went there when I was first like figuring out my hormones and I was dairy free and gluten free. And I told the server that right away. And he was like, okay, like, these are the things you can have. Like, if the table orders this certain thing, we can put it on the side. And I was like, they're so good. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. They'll, like, every time they bring it over, they tell you exactly, like, this is gluten allergy friendly. Mm -hmm. Like, they're good. Mm -hmm. And I so appreciate that. And I will pay the extra money to, like, get that experience because when you have a real allergy or intolerance or, you know, even a preference, like you don't want to be treated like crap. No. You don't want mm-hmm. someone to like look down on you for yeah, your right. preference. So, and you don't want to be so sick afterwards that yeah, it wasn't even it. worth it. Yep. If you want to sponsor us, just say, Hey, I'll do it. Yeah. Amazing. So, I want to get kind of back into the Ayurvedic stuff and I want to know about chakras. Do they play a part in the Ayurvedic practice or so, are they separate? So they're not separate. Um, they're not something like I'd really talk about much. Mm-hmm. I was interested when I when I saw that question that you, you had sent me. Um, chakras are in the Vedic texts that are, you know, within the yogic philosophy, the Ayurvedic philosophy, 
which essentially they are your energy centers. They're like spinning orbs of energy. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that visual. So cool. Yeah, (laughs) it's really cool. Um, It's funny. One time I like went to, I was like younger and I went to this um, like herbal school workshop and she was like, close your eyes and picture your chakras. Like, what do they look like? And I was like, like a flat plate. And she's like, that's not right. (laughs) And I was like, like, what? But it does. That's what it looks like. She's like, no, they're certain. They're Oh, they're like round they're like 3d spheres and i was like well mine's not like <laughs> mine's sorry. a plate yeah. so that was really demeaning but <laughs> like, i'm not right rude it's like visualize <laughs> she's like wrong yeah. <laughs> right. yeah but anyways yeah so um there it's not talked about much like okay. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah it's all there it's all energy it's um you want to be in line with everything and I I guess I sometimes refer to it when I'm like if I'm talking about needing to ground down it's about your root chakra is disconnected right like your root chakra needs to be solid Mm -hmm. and say like if we're relating it to hormones like if you're menstruating your root chakra is activated right and like how do you feed your root chakra like you're probably eating more root vegetables Mm -hmm. right. So sometimes they come into play with that. And um, like if you think about anxiety, like if someone's having a panic attack, usually it rises, the the energy rises up mm-hmm. into your like top two or th- like one, two or three chakras. So you're like spinning. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Like, like your yeah. head is spinning. Um, maybe your vision gets messed up. Maybe your throat gets clogged up and maybe your heart is like hurting a little bit or mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people are like, I'm going to have a heart attack. Um, that's kind of typically what, not all the time, but typically what happens to people when they're having panic attacks. So a really nice like visualization with that process is like, okay, how do you, how do you move that energy back down? Like put your feet on the ground, start to kind of imagine the energy dropping through all the way down through your feet into the ground. So you reground yourself and I guess, you know, that's kind of how chakras p- mm-hmm. come into play in that situation. So they're always they're always there. Mm-hmm. They're always in the back of my mind. Well, tell us about what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I've, I've been waiting to ask this I know, question. I know, I know. Promote what yourself. Do you, yeah, what do you do, like, What are my day-to-day? offerings? Yes. Day-to-day. Day-to-day, I work for myself. Um, you oh, can find me on <laughs> one day. <laughs> Well, I'll get there. Um, my website is natashawellness.com. You can find all my offerings on there, which I will go through with you. You can find my shop page. Like I said, there's some cool stuff on there. I'm super into adaptogens right now. Yes. I'm working with Sun Potion, and I'm offering 20% off the products that they offer on so their cool. website. Um, and they're kind of pricey. They're very high quality. Um, I've had I've added a couple on my website so far, but I, I need to add the slew of them. But if you're interested, just send me a message um and so i i also i do some private yoga so i shifted a lot from yoga to health coaching because it's definitely more of my dharma than teaching yoga i found myself like getting nervous every time i had to teach a class Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. it stressed me out more than it enlivened me so now i sub and i'll do some privates with some people but um i work with clients either one-on-one or in group settings um, it sort of depends. I know a lot of people really like the one-on-one attention. Some people enjoy groups. Groups do, um, they go a lot further than working one-on-one because groups just thrive together. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about, 
and this is always a weird like reference but if you think about like aa like why does mm-hmm. aa work mm-hmm. because you're in a group setting right. you're all supporting each other you're all sharing your stories so when i do group stuff it's like we have a facebook group and we're all just chatting all the time and we're like sharing information and helping each other out and i'm on there um with solo stuff it's like me and you mm-hmm. like all throughout the entire thing and my offerings are that 10 habit course that's like my main offering that i like to promote to people because I that's try that's I what gets you too. you guys so should cool. do it together yes. or like get some friends to do it yeah. it's yeah. so much fun like i'll i'll do one-on-one like random offshoot coaching sessions if people are just like i just need this one little thing or i really don't have any time or any money or i'm in the city for a weekend and i'm leaving also actually it doesn't matter where you live because i'm virtual so mm-hmm. i don't actually we don't need to be in front of each other which is mm-hmm. cool so um everything is over the phone over conference call cool um but yeah so the one-on-one stuff um it's okay obviously you get something out of it but the 10 week is just such a solid program it's been mm-hmm. designed that way like it's habits building on habits everything is in the correct order and um the timing of it allows you to absorb it and having a week for each habit really gives you the opportunity to experiment and do that kaizen approach that i talked about like the small incremental improvements and like you know like 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 i said it's it's not it's not super easy it can be simple but like to bring all that stuff in it's hard mm-hmm. you know um so I'm also like thinking about breaking up the program in three segments like here's you know three 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 Mm -hmm. or you know four 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 um just to give people a taste but the ideal is like the 10 weeks is just like mind-blowing I mean it got me it got me to like get rid of my constipation my bloating um my anxiety is way down um my sleep is better I wake up way earlier. I was never a morning person ever, ever, ever. Um, And now I like actually getting up in the morning. I like going to bed sooner. Um, I have a deeper sleep from all of that. And I can feel when my body's hungry. I know what my body wants. I know when I eat something that's not right and how to adjust that. I I can really listen. You like Mm -hmm. you really learn how to just take a back seat and you, your body chills out by coming back into the circadian rhythms. You're you're giving your body this chance to just come back to its natural self, like to live like the animals used to, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're all animals. So like if you think about like cavemen or animals, like they lived with the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. knew what was up. Right. <laughs> so we just have to get back there and it takes a little bit of coaxing. Um and something that I like to provide is like so much accountability because that's what really gets you there. In mm-hmm. the group programs, like people partner up and they're accountable cool. for each other. Um, but in the one-to-ones, which are really fun for me because I get to know the person, I'm like very like, hey, how you doing? Like I'll text you like, mm-hmm. hey, how was that workout yesterday? Or like, you know, send me a picture of the food that you just made or, you know, and I can give you tips like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like maybe – Maybe you shouldn't have, like, fried every single thing on your plate or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of your vegetables. Right. Um, or, like, here's like here's a healthy recipe that I found that you would really like. Um, so that's that's one of the things I offer is the 10 weeks. And what about Instagram? I'm Facebook. on Instagram way too much. <laughs> Find me <laughs> there. <laughs> so my Instagram is um, at Natasha Wellness. And 
I post pretty much every day, and I do stories, and I post my food you have the and best my stories. puggles. Yeah, the stories you really do. Thank you. I love that you talk in yours. I haven't quite crossed that barrier yeah. yet. That barrier's but- <laughs> hard. I actually, that's funny you say that, and I appreciate that because I'm trying to talk more because it's really scary to be it in is. front of a camera. It's so scary. And I think, like, as a, as a practitioner who's virtual, mm. like, yeah, I'm trying to meet as many people as I can because, obviously, the more people I know, the more people are comfortable with me and want to mm-hmm. potentially work with me but if I'm just like online and I'm just like sharing pictures of my food who's gonna toss money at me and mm-hmm. trust that I'm gonna help them right, right? Mm-hmm. so I'm trying to like show people my face and be like hi I'm real mm-hmm. this yeah. is how I'm feeling or like this is what I'm doing and I want to start like building up a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and doing Super more cool. stuff like that yeah. yeah that's like that's my scary point but I have yeah. like I have my like tripod and I'm just like looking at it every day like yeah. someday you and I will meet <laughs> one day we will get well, there well you've crossed the podcast barrier and hopefully yeah. people <laughs> yeah. will get to know you yeah. during this podcast because I I mean I feel like we've this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I wish we had more time. Like this time has I know. Flown we'll have to by. do I know, a second really episode. Has. We'll yeah. have to do a follow We need a part two. Yeah. For I'm down. Sure. I'm down. Yeah. Can yeah. I throw my Facebook handle yes. at you yeah. too? Yeah. So it's at Natasha Yoga Wellness okay. because Natasha Wellness was taken. So oh I I post a lot of stuff on there too. <laughs> That's more article sharing. <laughs> Beck's like, <laughs> I hate people who still get Instagram names. I know. I know. Perfect. Well, we'll link it all in the show notes. And we're so grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Come back anytime. Yeah, I will. No, Come but there actually day. needs to be a part two. Yeah, there, <laughs> there really has to be. Yeah. Uh, but follow Megan and I, Musings by Megan, Best Friend Beck on Instagram, Detox Until Podcast, and rate and review us. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.